This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am in the middle of planning my own unconventional surprise budget micro-wedding during a pandemic. If you would never spend $3,000 on an outfit that you're going to wear for just six hours, you're in the right place. So on today's episode, it's going to be a little bit more personal. I'm going to share my story of how I found my wedding dress, what the experience was like, where I looked, who I brought, the kind of dress I went for. And I think it's going to be a little bit unique just because I wasn't looking for your typical, you know, $1,000, $3,000 dress that I see uh, a lot on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. I was looking for something a little bit different. I was looking for something on a budget and I am plus size. So that makes uh, it more challenging to find a wedding dress. So here is my story. So I was one of those people who definitely grew up watching Say Yes to the Dress. Uh, I still watch it all the time, to be honest, even though it's a very problematic show. Um, and even though I grew up you know, watching that show and I, I still love it, I'd never really put a ton of thought into what I wanted to wear for my wedding. I kind of assumed I would do, you know, the typical strapless, white, ball gown thing that, you know, is is pretty typical for brides. Um, but as I sort of got more into planning my actual wedding, not just the wedding I made up when I was 15, <laughs> uh, I started to question some of those things and say, hey, is that it really what I want to wear? Does that fit the vibe of the wedding I'm going for, the venue, our style, my budget? Um, and I, yeah, I got to kind of have a little bit more of a think on that and not just go with what, you know, if you type in wedding dress into Google, the first five dresses look like. So I kind of, um, assumed I would wear white and not for any traditional reasons or religious reasons. My partner and I live together. Um, we have for, you know, a couple years now, so there's no, uh, 
saving myself kind of sort of thing. That's as Miranda says on Sex and the City, the jig is up. Um, and I kind of talked it over with my partner and, you know, it's like, oh, did you, did you want me to wear white? Do you care? And and he was kind of, you know, either way about it, as long as I liked what I was wearing, he was happy, uh, you know, with it too. So I kind of just went for white. I think more because I thought, you know, when else in my life am I going to be able to wear a fancy dress that's white? Probably never. I don't, uh, I don't run in those circles. I don't go to that many fancy events. I also assumed in bridal, you know, if I was looking for a typical bridal dress, that I would have more options if I wanted it in white, because it's harder to get those dresses in color. Um, and, you know, there are lots of fancy dresses, obviously, in other colors, uh, prom dresses being a big category. So I didn't close myself off to that. Actually, on the way to the place where I ended up buying my wedding dress, uh, we passed a prom store and there's a gorgeous one in, in the window that I, I swear I almost went for. <laughs> but I just thought, kind of thought it would be a cool opportunity for our wedding for me to wear white just because I don't think I ever will again. Um, it seemed a little bit special and a lot of our wedding day is going to be very casual. Um, it might just kind of feel like people are showing up to like a picnic or a dinner party. And I thought it might be nice to have something that makes it a little bit more wedding-y. Um, but I will say, you know, in my work, I see a lot of wedding photos. I do um, some graphic design and stuff for wedding vendors. I see a ton of wedding photos and I love, 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 love when people wear dresses that have color or, you know, other outfits with a little bit more personality, not the basic suit and dress. I think it's so cool. Um, so definitely encourage if you're listening to this and you are not feeling white or you've got another idea in mind, go for it. It looks amazing. Um, don't listen to me. Everyone will know who the bride is. Don't worry about it. You can wear white any other time. <laughs> definitely go for it. When I came to my budget, at first I wanted to spend $300 on my dress. And I know that's kind of crazy, Lots of people spend, you know, 10 times that or just much, much more on their dress. Thousands of dollars, you know, $300 might be the veil or might be just half of the alteration cost or something. But I really was looking at it sort of as I talked about in my budget episode, which I believe is episode eight. Um, I was looking at it more of not how much does the typical person spend, how much do dresses cost and more of how much am I comfortable spending on a dress that I'm going to wear for six hours one time and never again. And even $300 was a big number for me because that's not, you know, my, my wardrobe, I don't have anything $300. I think the most expensive dress in my wardrobe was probably $60. So upping it to 300 for a dress I'm only going to wear one time was, was huge. And that was really tough. Um, but as I started to look online, I kind of realized it was very limited if I if I kept my budget to 300, um, especially if I wanted to try on dresses in store or just have a few more options. You know, there are, that's not to say you can't find a dress under $300. You definitely can. There's tons of online stores. I'll talk about those in a second um, where they do have dresses sort of in that $100, $200 range. It's totally possible. Um, I just wasn't finding exactly what I was looking for. So I did decide to up it to 500 and I talked to my partner about that. And we were both really comfortable um, with that number. Still is a big deal. I uh, made him watch Say Yes to the Dress with me. So he was actually wowed that you could find a wedding dress for that price. Seeing as on Say Yes to the Dress, if you walk in with a budget you know, of, of 3000 everyone grimaces and go, oh, I don't know if you'll find something with that small of a budget. <laughs> so he was totally wowed that uh, dresses even exist for $500, which is uh, nice, but you know, a little hard on the purse strings still. <laughs> 
but I still had a hard time wrapping my head around that figure for a dress that I'm just going to wear for a few hours. And to be honest, I, I still am. And even though I, I own the dress now and, and we did pay about that much for it, um, it's tough. It's hard to think, you know, I know it's super special and those photos I'll have forever. It's still a big amount of money and I'm not totally 100% comfortable with spending it on a dress I'm going to wear one time. I am planning to either resell or donate my dress afterwards. I don't have any uh, desire to preserve it or keep it in my closet or pass it down to my kids. I'm not sentimental in those ways. I just, for me, I'm a very minimalist person. I love to throw things out and get rid of clutter. So I don't want to keep something in my closet that I'm never going to wear again. Um, I don't want to force it on a future child to wear. <laughs> so I'm very happy to resell it if I can to make a little money or donate it um, if that's easier and, you know, put it towards somebody who, who can't afford a dress. I think that's really cool. The other part of my dress buying experience that was a little bit unusual besides my small budget is uh, the fact that I am plus size. And actually, you know what, I don't want to call that unusual because I think the average woman is like a size 16 or something like that. So being plus size is actually not unusual. It's usual. <laughs> uh, it's just not usual in the bridal world where every time you look for wedding dresses, it's on a, you know, five foot 10 blonde 20 year old size two woman, you know, all the models. Um, but I am plus size. And uh, one thing to know if you're shopping for a wedding dress is that bridal sizing is actually bigger than street size. So if you wear a size 16 regularly in bridal, you might be an 18, a 20, maybe even a 22. For me, I'm a little bit apple shaped, um, meaning that I'm bigger on top than on the bottom. And most of the dresses are quite loose on the bottom, you know, if you're looking for an A-line or a ball gown. So it's not such a big deal what your hips look like. It's more about the waist and the chest back area. Uh, so for me, I was looking at dresses in the size 24 range. Um, so that's difficult as well, because a lot of dresses don't go up that high. And that was also another reason why I needed to up the budget, because a lot of those online dresses that are cheaper only go up to a size, you know, 14, 16, or an extra large, whatever that means, usually not actually all that extra, all that large. So that's another complication. And I think I'll talk about this more in a future episode, just sort of my thoughts around being a plus size person planning a wedding. Um, and, you know, the whole notion of shedding for the wedding, I think is absolutely gross and disgusting. And I'll definitely touch on that in a future episode. But I had no desire to go into a shop and talk about how, oh, I'm going to go on this crazy liquid diet and be five sizes smaller to order a super tiny size. No, no, no. Like the last thing I want to do before my wedding is stress and not eat and lose weight in a super unhealthy way. Um, not my thing, <laughs> not about it. So yeah, so I was looking for a pretty budget dress under $500 plus size around a bridal size 24. And then the last consideration was my quote unquote entourage. <laughs> when you watch shows like Say Us to the Dress, you see people come in with their parents, their wedding party, their friends, their future in-laws, all these people, you know, whatever celebrity you happen to know to help get you on the show. I always knew that I didn't want to go shopping with a big group of people. I assumed I would go shopping with my mom, maybe my stepmom and stepsister, possibly my future mother-in-law, maybe my best friend, but I never wanted more than, you know, three or four people in the room. Um, and at one point I was even thinking about going alone because that's how I usually shop. <laughs> I don't like to shop with other people. I like to kind of do my own thing. I don't want to waste anyone's time. I don't really need other people's opinion. When I look in the mirror, I can kind of decide if I like it or I don't like it. 
Um, so I was happy to do it by myself. And when I was considering buying a dress online, I assumed I would just ship it to myself and I would be the one to try it on. I wouldn't make a, a whole to do and have people come over. And especially in this season, you know, with COVID and a lot of my family and friends living on the other side of the country, it's hard to do dress shopping with a big entourage. So I'm glad that that wasn't something that I really wanted. And in the end, I ended up going uh, to, the, to the stores that I did go to. I went with just my mom and it was perfect. That was the only person, you know, my mom is, she's my go-to besides my partner. Whenever I have a big decision, she's the one that I want to weigh it on and get her opinion. I really value it. She's very logical. She's very straightforward, um, but supportive too. You know, like I knew she was never going to say anything that would hurt my feelings, but she also wasn't going to lie to my face if something looked bad <laughs> and she knows how to ask the right questions. Um, so yeah, she's the perfect person to have. And it was great just doing it. The two of us, I really appreciated it. So that was me going into the wedding dress hunt. I wanted to probably wear white, spend less than $500, get something in a size 24 and just go with my mom. So when I first started looking for dresses, I primarily was looking online. Just, you know, given the COVID times, I thought it'd be easier. I also knew it would be much easier to find a cheaper dress if I looked online. Um, one thing I will say, it's really hard to find prices. If you're looking, like if you pull up, you know, Kleinfeld's Bridal from Say Us to the Dress, they don't actually list all of their prices online for dresses. And a lot of bridal shops are the same. So it's really hard to kind of gauge, do you have anything under $500? What do these dresses cost? So I had to go to places that were a little bit more obvious. So some of the places I looked at were Marla's Fashion, Bridal Gallery, ASOS, Beholden, Anthropology. Azazi, JJ's House, David's Bridal, places like that. Um, and a few of those you might recognize actually were uh, most commonly known for bridesmaids dresses, like Azazi, JJ's House, David's Bridal, 1861, Marla's Fashion. A lot of those places have bridesmaids dresses and that's sort of the majority of what they cater to, but they also have bridal. So I was looking at the bridal dresses, but I was also looking at bridesmaids dresses because as you probably know, you can get bridesmaids dresses in just about every color and white or ivory uh, are one of those colors. So my, uh, my budget hack was always gonna be just to order a bridesmaids dress in white because those dresses typically are anywhere from, you know, 100 to $300 and, you know, they're nice, look like, you know, lovely evening gowns. And I figured that would be perfect. And that was really what I was planning to do um, until I went to try on dresses in store. And then I sort of changed my mind about what I wanted. But I still think that's such a great way, especially if you're having a more casual wedding or elopement, such a great way to get a beautiful dress for a budget. Um, I will say Beholden was a little bit outside of my budget. They don't have a ton for under 500. They do have some, um, and they also do have a new plus size line, which is great. A little late to the game, but great. And then of course there's ASOS or AS I don't know how you pronounce that word, but everyone knows ASOS. <laughs> um, they have bridal as well. Again, more limited plus size, but the options are there. So there are some places online where you can buy dresses for less than $500 for even less than $300. I've also heard of Amazon actually having a ton of really great wedding dresses. Um, and one thing I did to sort of try to get a better idea of what those dresses would look like is I actually went to YouTube and I would type in 
plus size wedding dress or Amazon wedding dress, Azazi wedding dress, ASOS wedding dress. And so many people have done these like try at home videos where they've ordered the dresses and they put them on. And there's even some plus size people who have done it. And it's so awesome to see the dress actually on a person and get a feel for what it would look like. That was super, super helpful. So I put together a list. I had a bunch of links of different dresses that I was interested in. And I figured, you know, I'd order some of them. A couple of them have free returns or free shipping and free returns. So I've planned to order them, bring them to my house, try them on, and then see uh, what worked and send back whatever didn't. But then I decided to go in-store. <laughs> so my first shopping experience in-store was um, actually at a salon, not in my current town where I live, but I was uh, in another town for family reasons. And I happened to find a bridal salon that actually is all secondhand dresses. And they're donated from brides, you know, after their wedding. And all of the proceeds go towards cancer research. And I thought, that's amazing because I have no problem wearing a secondhand dress. I think that's great. Um, Personally, I think it's a little bit silly to have a dress that you only wear for six hours and then put in a closet and never wear again. Not my thing. If it's your thing, awesome. But I love the idea of passing that on and giving that dress more life, especially for people who are looking to have, you know, an eco-friendly, environmentally friendly wedding. Instead of shelling out thousands and thousands of dollars on recyclable fabric, why not just buy a secondhand dress? That's, I think we often forget about the reuse part of reduce, reuse, recycle. Um, you can totally just cut out making a brand new dress if you just buy one that's already been made. Um, so I found this place and I loved the cause. I loved the price point. The dresses were all really affordable. They didn't have much above that $500 price range. Unfortunately, they didn't have an extensive selection um, just because it is just from brides dropping off dresses. So it's not like they have a warehouse. They can't order things. They don't have a dress in multiple sizes. So I think there was only three or four dresses I could try on. And even then, none of them actually fit. They all sort of zipped up halfway. And then the consultant said, oh, you know, you can add in a corset or something. Um, and looking back on the experience is a little bit deflating. Um, it's hard when you are a person in a larger body, plus size, fat, curvy, whatever words you want to use. Um, it's hard to be that person and to know that nothing's going to fit and to still have to put on a smile and buck up and be like, oh, yeah, I can imagine it for sure. No problem. No problem. It's hard if things don't fit you right. You know, it's it's different if it's too big because they can kind of clip you in and still show you what it would look like. But when it's too small, it's hard. You don't get that same fit. Um, and that was really important to me uh, when we went to the next shop was making sure that they actually had dresses that would fit me um, so I could get an idea of what it was going to look like. The experience was also a little bit weird in that uh, there was, instead of having private changing room, it was kind of just a larger room. It was just me, my mom, and the consultant, but I was sort of getting dressed in front of them. And, you know, as a 20-something woman, I don't often get dressed in front of my mom. <laughs> um, and it was a little bit uncomfortable. You know, like I said, I'm in a bigger body. That's not really my favorite thing to do, strip down to my undergarments and put on dresses, especially when the dresses are giant, <laughs> big, fluffy white dresses. And obviously the consultant is not wanting you to step on them, but it's difficult to sort of maneuver yourself into some of these big dresses. And it's definitely more difficult when you have an audience. <laughs> so <laughs> it was uh, it was a bit rough, but I would say overall, I'm glad I went. It's like I said, it's a really cool store and I love the cause and I love the prices. Um, and it was cool to see 
actual wedding dresses on my body. I had never tried on wedding dresses before. So it was, you know, it's different than trying on prom dresses or bridesmaids dresses. There's something, there's something a little bit special about um, putting on those wedding dresses. And it was cool to see different silhouettes. You know, I always assumed I would go for an A-line style. It was cool to see something more mermaid or more ball gown on my body. I loved getting my mom's opinion. I didn't think I would be so in tune to her opinion but as soon as i put the dresses on i would spin right to her and go what do you think <laughs> which i don't know if that was maybe a coping mechanism if i wasn't confident in my own opinion i had to get hers first or something um it was interesting and there's there's even a dress you know i really thought i might get my mom and i loved it um i loved it in the mirror she said she loved it we weren't 100 percent sold on it so we decided to go off to lunch and then you know maybe come back if uh, if we wanted to and unfortunately we did have to make a decision that day as we were leaving town and there's really no other way to to get the dress i didn't want to pay for them to have to ship it to me or anything like that um but we said no to it and of course you know now that i have my dress uh, i'm very happy i said no to that one i wasn't 100 percent confident in it i think it's something that plus size people deal with a lot as soon as you have something that fits or is a little bit flattering you're just used to not having very many options. You kind of think like, oh my God, I better get this. There might not be anything better out there. So I think it was a little bit of that, you know, just saying like, okay, of the four dresses, this is the one that was like not horrible and surprisingly flattering. And okay, I can add a corset. What's that going to be a couple hundred dollars? Something like that was sort of going through my head at the time, which is probably not the way to buy a dress. So I am glad that I did not, um, did not go for that one. Back in my home city, I started to do some more research about bridal shops that I could go in person to try on dresses. At this point, after trying on the dresses in the first shop, I kind of decided that I did want to have that experience again. And not so much for that, you know, big say yes to the dress moment, but I just thought it was really important, especially because I am plus size, it was really important for me to actually put the dress on my body and be able to see it in store and try on different options and not have to pay for a bunch of dresses ahead of time and then hope that, you know, I can return them or ship them back or whatever it is. Um, so I started to do some research. It's it's really hard to find out if bridal salons have extended sizing and if they have dresses within my price range. And that's actually something I think the wedding industry needs to be more transparent about. It should be very obvious when somebody goes to your website what sizes you have and at what price points because I didn't want to waste my time going to a store that was only going to have, you know, a size six sample and dresses that start at $1,200 because that's not what I'm looking for. And I've heard of a lot of plus size women going into these stores and just being told, oh, just imagine what it'll look like on your body. Here, I'll just hold it in front of you or being asked to, you know, squeeze into the tightest sample that just absolutely like, you know, won't even go up your hips or over your neck or whatever it is. And I just really knew that would be an awful experience for me and that I would never say yes to a dress if I couldn't actually see it on my body. So that was really tough. And after uh, doing some research, reading reviews, checking out websites, I found two stores that I thought would work. One was about 45 minutes away and the other was about two hours away. So <laughs> I was really, really hoping the 45 minute one would work. And I reached out to them to book an appointment and I specifically put in the notes. I said, hey, my budget is $500 and I'm probably around a bridal, you know, anywhere from 20 to 26. Please let me know if you have dresses in this budget and in this size. And because if not, you know, I'm not interested in the appointment. And I was uh, very nice about it, but also just very clear that I had no interest in coming if they only had very tiny sample sizes or very expensive dresses. And they let me know that, yep, not a problem. 
Um, and it was, it was great. So I got there and uh, it was, you know, COVID times. So we were the only people in the shop, just me and my mom and the, I'll say consultant. I'm not sure if that's what they call them outside of say yes to the dress. Um, but we got in there and right away he confirmed with me like, hey, you said, you know, these sizes, this budget, here are two racks of dresses that you can pick from. And there was probably 20 or so dresses on those two racks, which was more than enough. Um, I'm sure there could have been even more, you know, they did have samples and this is the kind of store where you could either order a new size or you could buy directly off the rack, um, which was great. I loved the option of being able to do either or. Um, so I'm sure if I didn't love any of those dresses, there could have been lots more that I could have tried on and ordered in a size that would fit. So for my very first dress, I'll try to explain, <laughs> try to describe it to you. I know this doesn't work super well over a podcast, but it was a really creamy satin. It was strapless, had a bit of a sweetheart neckline, very structured dress, came in tight at the waist and then flared out kind of, I'd say it's in between an A-line and a ball gown, not quite as huge as a ball gown, but a little bigger, maybe a big A-line. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the correct terminology. Um, and it had a corset back and I hadn't tried on anything with a corset yet. And the consultant strapped me in there, um, Victorian style, I could barely breathe. Uh, and I looked in the mirror and I loved it. It fit my body so well. It was such a beautiful silhouette that I didn't think I would want that sort of heavy, creamy satin. I thought that looked a little bit old or matronly, um, but it actually looked super beautiful. And honestly, I was almost ready to walk out of the store <laughs> just in that first dress. I think. Part of that, again, is just that plus size thing of not having that many options, not, you know, as a plus size person, you know what it's like to go into a store and not be able to try anything on or to have one thing that fits and you have to say yes to it because nothing else fits and that's all you've got. So I think part of me was as soon as that first one fit, and I mean, it was a corset back, so it probably would have fit if I was three sizes bigger or three sizes smaller, but just seeing it on my body and knowing that like, oh, this is what a wedding dress is supposed to look like. Like this is what it's supposed to look like on me was such a cool experience. And it really was a beautiful dress. So honestly, I almost walked out with that one. Um, but of course we had not uh, traveled almost an hour to get there for me to try on one dress. So <laughs> we had to try on a few more and the consultant was, was great. He was pulling all these different dresses. Um, I didn't even look at the dresses myself, really. I started going through the racks and it was super overwhelming. Uh, they all just looked like the same white dress. I couldn't really tell them apart, but he did a great job of sort of pulling different silhouettes, different necklines, different materials. We tried on a bunch. Um, some of them didn't fit. Some of them were too small. Um, but he had this great little band that went in the back that we could clip together to kind of give me an idea of what it would look like. And he'd stand behind me and, and hold it in certain ways. So I had a, a better idea. And I really appreciated that because I think that's something that, again, plus size people don't really get when you're trying on <laughs> dresses uh, that don't fit. So he really went out of his way to help me envision what a dress in my size would look like. Um, very helpful, really nice guy. He also, you know, gave his opinion, but not in a harsh way, just sort of backing up things that my mom and I were saying. And he'd give some suggestions on, oh, you know, if you wanted to add a belt or here's what a veil would look like, here's how much this sort of a alteration would cost and that sort of thing. I also really loved the changing room situation it was much more comfortable in this shop than in the first out of town shop. I had my own little changing room. So I got to step into the dress by myself, sort of pull it up to a, a height where I was covered. And then I'd step out and the consultant would either zip me up or, or 
corset me in or whatever. Um, it was much, much more comfortable that way. I didn't have to prance around in my underwear, putting dresses, you know, taking dresses on and off, but I also didn't have to do all of the zippers uh, work all by myself. So then uh, I tried on a few more. I tried on a halter. I tried on some more mermaid ones, some lace ones, mostly strapless. Uh, I tried on one v-neck that was just not a great idea. <laughs> um, and then I finally tried on the one that ended up being my dress. Uh, so I'll describe it to you. Again, I know this doesn't work great on a podcast format. And uh, a fiance, if you're listening, please turn this off. <laughs> um, but it is a a-line dress and the bodice is pretty heavily beaded, which is hilarious because I thought I wouldn't want any beading. Even when the consultant first took it off the rack, I was like, oh, too much beading. And he's like, oh, try it on, try it on. And I am so glad I did. It's got tiny little spaghetti straps, um, a bit of a sweetheart neck, and then there's sort of an illusion um, piece in the middle of the neckline. So it's got a little bit of like a plunging neckline. And then the skirt is just uh, A-line, super soft tulle skirt. And this is one that fit perfectly. Um, he zipped me into it and he's like, wow, like exactly perfect fit. Like you don't have to take it in, take it out. It's perfect fit. I would have to get it hemmed just because I'm not a six foot tall Amazonian, <laughs> but the rest looked great. And again, I think a part of that was that trap of, you know, when you're a plus size person and you're not used to things fitting, it's pretty amazing when you look in the mirror and something does fit and it's doing what it's supposed to do for your body. So I loved that dress. My mom was snapping photos. It's the one I definitely stayed in it the longest, um, just looking at different parts of it, um, realizing that the beaded bodice really does work for me and is something that I like. Um, and then the big decision was, so do I like this one better or do I like the first one, the very simple creamy satin one? And I was kind of torn. Um, so I decided to put the first one back on. And as I was in the fitting room, I overheard my mom say to the consultant, as soon as she puts that one on, she'll know. And my mom was right. <laughs> I put on that satin one, came back out, looked in the mirror and said, nope, it's the other one. It's the beaded bodice. Um, I just felt better in in that one. It felt more like me. It felt more like something I could wear to the type of micro wedding that we're planning. The other one felt a little bit too grand, more of like a ballroom situation. I was still a little bit worried about it. Um, and even now, I'm still not, you know, 110% sure I made the right decision, but I'm I'm pretty confident and and happy with my decision. So I had made my decision, I had my dress, all excited, chosen the one I wanted. Unfortunately, it was a little bit more than what I had wanted to spend. So I had already upped my budget to 500 and the dress I was wearing with the beaded bodice was $799. So $800, $300 more than I wanted to spend. Um, the other dress, the satin one that I was thinking about was $6.99, so also over my budget. Um, but my lovely consultant uh, was actually able to discount the dress. So he said he could probably discount both dresses to about the same price. So that also helped with the decision. One wasn't um, going to be more money than the other. So he was able to discount my dress down to $5.50. So just $50 over the budget, and I was like, sold. <laughs> Sounds great. I had assumed that I'd need to spend a lot in alterations anyways, doing you know a corset or anything like that. And he told me all I need to do for this dress is just hem it, and that I could probably do that for anywhere from $50 to $100. So I figured if I was saving money there, 
I would happily go $50 over the budget for this dress. So super excited heading over to the cash to buy it. I ended up buying it off the rack. He was able to discount it so deeply because I was going to buy the one off the rack and he actually had another one in stock. So it's not like he had to go and order a new sample for the store or anything like that. Um, I go to pay for it and my mom reaches into her wallet and she tries to pay for it. And this was totally shocking. I had not assumed that she would pay for it. It's not something we had talked about um, my mom actually helped us out quite a bit when we were buying our first home. So I was not expecting any money for her, or sorry, any money from her for the wedding. But she insisted and we, uh, <laughs> typical mother and daughter, you know, fought over it at the cash, both trying to hand our cards to uh, the consultant. And finally, um, she convinced me to let her pay for $500 of it. So I just paid for the little bit of extra and the tax. Um, and it was, it was so sweet. She was, um, yeah, she was really lovely and just saying, you know, she wanted to buy this for me and it just felt right, felt like something she should do. And it just warmed my heart because that's not something I expected of her. And, you know, she doesn't have a lot of extra money right now. So it was very, very nice of her to take that on and to buy me my dress. And it felt that much more special to know that my mom was part of that experience and that she bought the dress for me. And of course, uh, a lovely saving on our side for our wedding budget so I just had to pay kind of you know it ended up being like a hundred or so dollars for the extra amount and the taxes and then there'll be another you know maybe hundred dollars for the hemming so that's a pretty cheap dress as far as things go so looking back on the experience now I bought the dress just a few days ago so I'm recording this pretty fresh um, and I'm still feeling confident in my choice you know I look at the pictures on my phone I actually pulled up the pictures on my computer and I put side by side the dress I chose and the satin one I almost chose. And it really helped me see when I saw them next to each other, it really helped me feel better about my decision. I still think that satin dress is beautiful and I'm sure there's still gonna be moments where I kind of think, oh, should I have gotten that one? Um, but right now I'm very happy and confident in my choice. And I think I just wanna stop looking at dresses. So I'm going to um, you know, unfollow all the different dress accounts I had followed. Hopefully the Facebook ads will also stop, not go on Pinterest uh, to look at dresses. Because I think there's, it's sort of like, you know, when you, when you find your partner, you don't keep going on those dating apps or keep going out to the bars or whatever to try to meet someone new, because odds are there probably is someone out there who is, you know, probably not better than your partner, but you know, has other features that your partner didn't have. Maybe they're taller or smarter or richer or more handsome or more beautiful or whatever. Um, so I think if I kept looking, I'm sure I would find another dress out there that I could fall in love with that has even more things that I didn't know that I wanted, but I'm very happy with mine. So I don't really feel the need to keep looking. And I think if I do, it'll just distract me and make me unhappy with what I've purchased. And I'm very happy with it. And I'm also happy to be done with the stress of trying to find a dress, trying to find a shop that will cater to me and my budget and my size. It's not, it's not fun. It's not, you know, I love doing research, but that's not the kind of research I love doing when it's a bunch of dead ends with no answers and limited options. So I'm very happy with the dress. I think I will eventually stop comparing it to the satin one. Um, I'm not quite there yet, but I will. I think I will delete those satin dress photos just so I don't even have to look at that one anymore. Um, I'm a little bit worried about fitting into it. Like I said at the store, the consultant said, it's the perfect size for me. It fits perfectly, but like it just fits. He was just able to zip it up. Um, and one thing that was really important to me going into this wedding was that I didn't wanna do that whole shedding for the wedding bullshit, if you don't mind me saying. Um, and I, and I still don't want to do that. So I want to make sure that 
uh, I fit in my dress, obviously, but then I do it in a really healthy way. So just, you know, going on more walks and being more particular about um, the foods that I'm eating and not in a restrictive way or anything like that, but just sort of being more mindful about the choices. And that's something I want to do anyways. I want to be more mindful about what I eat. And um, like I said, not restricting, not a diet, nothing like that, nothing that would be unhealthy, but just thinking more carefully about the foods that uh, that go into my body and, you know, still having dessert and chocolate and all that stuff. But just when I when I really want it and not because I'm bored or it's there, <laughs> which is a whole a whole other podcast topic, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm so happy to have my dress. It's really cool. I didn't think um, I didn't think I would have that kind of experience. You know, like when I talk about my wedding, I always talk about it in terms of being like super casual um, you know, I used to joke that the only reason I was having a wedding was just so we could go on a honeymoon. Cause that's the part that I care about. <laughs> I just want to travel. Um, but it felt nice. It was cool to have that moment, to have that say yes to the dress moment, to be all excited. And since I did buy it off the rack, I got to go home with it that day. It was so cool to be on the bus holding my, my dress and, and, you know, the little garment bag. And then I actually ran into my partner out walking the dog on the way home. So it was so exciting to, I didn't show him the dress, but you know, to show him the bag and, um, know that it's hanging in my closet and I'm super excited to put it on again. Of course, a little bit nervous since it just fit, but <laughs> super excited about it. And I can't wait to wear it hopefully at our wedding next year, uh, COVID willing. And I hope if you made it this far into the podcast, I hope you also have an incredible wedding dress experience, even if it's not what you thought it was going to be, if you end up with something totally different, um, I hope the experience is wonderful and that you feel as excited and giddy as I do about having your dress or whatever outfit you happen to wear. You don't have to wear a dress. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it and I hope you got something out of my wedding dress shopping experience, especially if you are a fellow plus size bride. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and review, subscribe so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the podcast. And remember, you can wear whatever you want to your own wedding. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.